Welcome back to the Meaningful Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Denise, where we engage in meaningful conversations that stimulates the mind. Had you ever reached a point in your life where the situation become too overwhelming and you feel as if you have lost all control of the outcome? Well, maybe that is the time for you to let go and let God. Surrendering to God is literally giving up. It is indicating to God that our mountains are too high for us to climb over by ourselves. The valley is too steep for us not to tumble down without having a strong arm to hold us up. When we let go, we give God the room he needs to navigate through our lives. He is our rock, our superpower that keeps the storm at bay. Letting go is a daily commitment to God that you truly trust him to guide you through the the tears, the worries, and frustration that daily life brings. I find it so much easier to say, you know what, it is what it is. What is meant to be will be. Those words free me so much. I am able to walk in faith knowing that all things will eventually work out for my greater good. I am in no way perfect. I stress myself out sometimes to the point that I have so much headaches. I put myself through so much stress that I eventually have no choice but to let go or it will take it would take me out letting go of the desired outcome and let god manifest his will is your you putting your trust in god that he will carry you through it takes a lot of willpower and faith to commit to giving everything over to God and let him do the worry for you. But believe me, you will still have worries. But the beauty about this is that you will find so much more peace knowing that there's a stronger power working alongside you for bringing you out of the fire each and every day and each and every battle that you face. You will always know that you're not fighting that battle alone and you have the strong power in the universe by your side listen closely why it's so important uh, to find a way in your own journey um, not by anyone experience but within your own journey when you feel alone when you feel overwhelmed by life itself why it will bring you so much inner peace and strength for you to just let go of everything that overwhelm you everything that is taking control and manifesting in your life that you cannot control anymore and just let the peace that surpass all understanding of God take over and bring reason and understanding to your life God doesn't want me worrying about anything Nothing, nada, zip, zero. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. That's pretty clear. Instead, pray about everything. We've talked about this many times. You can pray or you can panic. If you're not praying, you're panicking. You can worry or you can worship. If you're not worshiping, you're worrying. You invite worship in the front door, worry goes out the back door. And so God says, I don't want you worrying about anything. Now why? He says, worry is unreasonable. It's unreasonable. In other words, it doesn't make sense. It's illogical. It is irrational. It is unreasonable. Uh, In the first place, we typically worry about the wrong thing. We worry about the little stuff. How I look, 
how I appear, what I say, who, I, who I'm talking to, stuff, am I going to be late for this meeting, stuff that isn't going to matter in five years. It's all temporary. If you're really going to worry, and God says you shouldn't, but if you were going to worry, worry about things that are eternal. Don't worry about stuff that's not going to matter tomorrow. Jesus says you should never worry. Not only because it's unreasonable, it's unnatural. Nature does not worry. It's unnatural. Jesus says, you know, look at the birds. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns. They're not worried about, you know, do I have enough to live on? They said, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than birds? If God takes care of birds, is he going to take care of you? And then he says in verse 28 and 29, Matthew 6, why do you worry about your clothes? Well, you go out and look at the flowers. Look at the field lilies. They don't worry about, about how they look. Yet King Solomon, in all of his glory, was not clothed as beautifully as they are. And he said, all of creation trusts my care except humans. He's saying worry isn't natural. Jesus says worry is unhelpful. What does he mean by that? It's useless. It doesn't work. Worry is worthless. It doesn't change anything when you worry. Matthew 6 verse 27, Jesus says, Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Worry can't make you an inch taller. Worry can't make you an inch shorter. Can't make you bigger or smaller, thinner or fatter. Worry doesn't work. He says, who of you can change anything? He says, you can't add even a single hour to your life. Worry about any problem in your life will never move you one step toward that situation. Worry is worthless. Worry cannot change anything in your past. It's already done. Your past is past. So why are you worried about it? Worry cannot control your future. No matter how much you think you can, you're not controlling it by worrying about it. So if it can't change the past and it can't control the future, what does it do? Messes up today. And he says there's no need to worry because your heavenly father will take care of you. You know, when I was a kid, um, if I had any need in my life, I didn't worry about it. I just went to my dad. I said, dad, I need this or mom, I need this. And if I needed money for, to buy something, I'd say, Dad, I need some money to, to buy this. I never once worried about where he was going to get the money. That was his worry. <laughs> You're worrying about a lot of things that are God's responsibility. Worry is assuming responsibility that God never intended for you to have. Every time you worry, it's a warning light. I'm playing God. I'm acting like God. I'm, I'm a, a, a thinking that it all depends on me, that I don't have a heavenly father. So you never worry if you understand that God is your heavenly father and you understand the goodness, the goodness of God. Matthew 6 verse 30 says this, if God cares so wonderfully, even for the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, in other words, they're only going to bloom for a few days and then they're gone. But your life lasts decades. If God cares so wonderfully even for the flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he surely care for you? You see, what he's saying here is that God has assumed responsibility for the needs in your life. And he cares for you because he says you are valuable. You have value. You want to know how much you value? Look at the cross. Jesus died for you on the cross. That shows how much value you have to God. You're not junk. 
You're not worthless. No, no. You are valuable to God because you are his child. Like the shepherd takes care of the defenseless sheep. When you need it, I'm there. What am I saying? I'm saying that worry in your life, every time you worry, it comes from the fact that you misunderstand the goodness of God. Worry is a warning sign. It's a yellow caution light going, bam, bam, bam. That's saying, at this point, I've forgotten how good God is. I've forgotten the promises of God. I've forgotten what God has promised to do in my life to meet all my needs. He says it over and over and over. I will meet all your needs. There's no need that God will not meet if you trust him. Now, if you don't trust him, you're out there on your own. But if you trust him, he says, I will meet every need in your life. And worry means I've forgotten that, the goodness of God. It comes from misunderstanding what God is really like. And you know what? We always get into trouble every time, whenever we start doubting God's goodness. When we start thinking, God's not going to take care of me. God doesn't really love me. God isn't a good God. Every time you start thinking like that, you know where those thoughts came from. Um, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to go down a blind alley, hit a dead end, have all kinds of discouragement in your life. It doesn't even make sense. Most of you here sitting here this uh, in this day are, are believers. You've stepped across the line spiritually. You've said, you know, I put my trust in Jesus Christ because I know heaven's perfect and I'm not. There's no chance I'm getting to heaven on my own goodness because I'm not good enough. So I'm trusting Jesus Christ to forgive me and to save me by his grace. Not by my works, but I'm just trusting God to save me because he's, he loves me, he wants to forgive me, he sent Jesus to die for me. When Jesus died on the cross for you, he solved your biggest problem. You don't have any bigger problem than eternal salvation. But if that's your biggest problem, why do you doubt his taking care of the smaller things in your life? What's the logic of saying, I'm going to trust God to get me to heaven, but I'm not going to trust him to help me make my car payment? What, what's the logic in that? It makes no sense. Why would you trust God with something so big, eternal salvation, but not trust him with, who am I supposed to marry? Or am I ever going to get married? Or am I going to get a job? Or what school should I go to? And all the other major questions in life. Why don't you trust him with those things too? It doesn't make sense to say, oh, I, I don't doubt him for my salvation, but I do doubt that he's going to care for my health. I do doubt that he's going to care for my career. It doesn't make sense at all. If God can be trusted for salvation, he'll carry everything else. And when you doubt that, you are an unbeliever at that moment. You're an unbeliever. Every time you worry, you act like an unbeliever. You see, it's actually an insult to God every time you worry. You're acting like an orphan. Every time you worry, you're acting like you don't have a heavenly father who has promised over and over again, over 3,000 promises in this book to take care of your needs. How many times do you act like God doesn't know what you need? And we start depending on ourselves and we start taking matters into our own hands and we assume that we have to figure it all out rather than just trusting. That's called playing God. When we get to heaven, you're going to see how many times you set yourself up for failure by worrying instead of trusting. John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus says this, don't be worried. What do I do instead of worrying? He says, believe in God and believe in me. Now, how do you do that? 
How do you trust God to meet your needs? Number one, you do this every day. It's not a one-time thing. Every day, ask him to be my shepherd. Every day, I ask Jesus to be my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. You do this every morning. When you get up, you sit on the side of your bed and you say, The Lord is my shepherd. And then I say it throughout the day. Uh, and you got a major decision to make. The Lord is my shepherd. You might say it 10 or 15 times a day. But if you'll start saying that phrase, your worry will go down. Every time you start to worry, you need to say, The Lord is my shepherd. Now in John chapter 10, Jesus says this, verse 14 and 15. I am the good shepherd. When you say the Lord's my shepherd, who is that? Jesus says, I'm it, I'm him. I am the Lord, I am the good shepherd. And I know my own sheep, and they know me, and I lay down my life for my sheep. That's what he did on the cross. He gave his life for you. Second, it's very important, I give him, Jesus, first place in every area of my life. This is extremely important that I give Jesus first place in every area of my life. Now the Bible says this, Matthew 6, verse 31 to 33. Your heavenly Father already knows perfectly well what you need. Let me stop right there. Your heavenly Father perfectly knows already what you need. So any need you mention to God, he already knows. So anytime you come to God with needs, he's not going to go, whoa, I never saw that one coming. He knew it before he made you. But he says, I already know what you need uh, before you even ask. And he says, and he will, not might, he will give you what you need if, here's the condition, if you give him first place in your life. And you live as he wants you to. So you give God first place in every area of your life. Now let me just tell you something. Anytime you worry, that is a warning light that that particular area of your life, you have not given him first place. When you make Jesus Christ number one in every single area of your life, it really simplifies your priorities. And it also gives you a whole lot less to worry about. See, when it's given to God, then you don't have to worry about it. Too often we worry about things. We worry about physical possessions. Now, as long as you love anything else in your life more than God, that area is going to become a source of worry to you. Just count on it. It's going to become a source of stress and a source of insecurity if God, if you love it more than God. You're going to be victimized by worry and anxiety. And eventually, everybody has to decide, you and me and everybody else, what am I going to live for and who am I going to live for? Um, and whatever that answer is becomes your Lord. You know, one of the things we worry about the most, of course, is money. What I've discovered is that no matter how much or how little you've got of it, about it, you still worry about it. And if you don't have it, you worry about getting it. If you've got it, you worry about keeping it, saving it, spending it, investing it, protecting it. And, and God says, I don't want you worrying about that. I'll take care of all your needs. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Jesus says this. So don't worry about tomorrow. 
because tomorrow will have its own worries. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Anybody agree with that verse? Can't change the future, can't change the past. Just work on today. There are two days of every week you should never worry about. Yesterday and tomorrow. Because you can't do anything about them. Take one day at a time through your life. Now why? Why does God say that you should only live your life one day at a time? Well, because it's true. It's the only thing you can do. You can't live in the past. You can't live in the future. You can only live today. But there's a couple reasons why you should only live one day at a time. First, when you worry about tomorrow's problems, you miss all the blessings of today. Some of you are so worried about retirement, you're not enjoying today. It's okay to plan for tomorrow. It's okay to just don't worry about the future. Planning is good. Worrying is bad. You can plan for tomorrow, but you can't live in tomorrow. You can only live today. Now, I know that the future can often seem, you know, very overwhelming. Uh, but God graciously divided it up into 24-hour segments. So you don't get all the future at once. You get it 24 hours at a time. And if God gave you all the future at one time, it would overwhelm you. But you're not there yet. You're not ready for it. So it's not going to come at you all at once. You're going to hit the future one day at a time. You can handle that. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Let me tell you guys, the greatest friend that you could have, the most sacred confidant, is God. In this journey called life, he is your most trusted companion. And that's why he states that he's a jealous God. He knows he has the fuel to keep you going. He knows who you are before you even come to know yourself. So therefore, when you get to the point where you have no other choice but to let go and let God take full control of your life, your life will have so much more understanding to it. You realize the gift of life and what you've been given and how much peace that brings to your soul. Like I stated before, it is not an easy thing, right? It's something that you have to build yourself up to, especially in this world that we're living in today and with so many different things coming at us and so much responsibility and chaos and you just become so stressed out. You come become so overwhelmed and you know, you just don't know what to do and who to turn to. But I guarantee you, if you could even start out every morning when you wake out of a bed and you lay your foot down on the ground and say, thank you, God, for another day. Even that small gesture to our creator, it will make your life so much better. You'll go through your day with so much more peace and joy in your soul. Even if there's so many things going on wrong in your life. 
you would have that to look forward to that little joy and with that little joy that you built up he will keep on extending it more and more and more and your soul becomes so much more peaceful all I can say is that just trust a little bit just give him even a inch even 25% of your trust and see how he works within you that in by your journey of doing this by the end you'll give him a hundred percent of his your life back to him after all he is the creator the one that created us and there's no better hands to be in there's no one else better equipped to take care of you than our heavenly father you know um from a very young age, I had to do this. Um, whenever anxiety comes and worries and frustrations and when things seem to be getting out of control and the spiral is out of control and I can't seem to get a grip of things, um, I find myself just like weak in my, my limbs and I just had to pray. Um, I had to go and pray to God. And... The honest truth is, I can say, whatever was worrying me, whatever was bringing me so many anxiety and frustration and pain, and just draining my soul, um, within less than a day, maybe within five hours or so, the problem might have not went away, but my understanding and the calmness that surrounds me, somehow he put some kind of peace and he sought it out. That anything that was upset in my soul, he calmed it down and brought some kind of peace within me. I don't know how to quite explain it and what it is that he does because I am not the creator. But I know that. He has the power to do that for me and you and everyone on this earth. Earth. It is something that I think that you should all practice. Because who doesn't want to be centered? Um, who doesn't want to, you know, um, get rid of some of their anxieties and frustration? Um, God is peace. God is love. You know, and God is not confusion. And if that's what you seek, oh my God. When you give yourself to him, you will find life to be so much more peaceful and everything around you start to flow in a more calm and peaceful way. I'd like to thank you guys so much for tuning in once again to the Meaningful Talk podcast. I wish you much love and peace. Until next time. New episode of the Meaningful Podcast drop every Wednesday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and via our YouTube channel, Meaningful Talk.